It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. everybody and welcome to episode 456 of the professional book nerds podcast presented by overdrive this is adam joined by jill how's it going good how are you i'm great we just for people just since they're going to hear it on monday anyway we just had like an hour-long conversation with connie schultz and like i think my week is made like i'm good that was a high point whatever else happens doesn't matter doesn't matter um so yeah it is the last Thursday of the month, incredibly. Um, I slacked you earlier this week and I was like, what do you want to do for Thursday? And you're like, July books, because the month has ended. So um, do you want to kind of int- explain this to people in case they are new? Sure. So every month, at the end of every month, we do an episode dedicated to um, looking ahead at the books coming out next month. So we're going to be doing July books. Um, all of them will be listed in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about trying to uh, write them down if you hear one that sounds really good, um, which I'm sure you will. There's some good books coming out in July. We do not share our list with each other in advance. Um, I feel like there's probably one or two you might have, but we'll see. I think we're going to have some overlap today. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we just go back and forth and talk about books. Yes, we do. Um, and if you want to follow us on social, you can do that at ProBookNerds on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely go over to our Instagram if you're hearing this on Thursday or Friday because we're doing a giveaway for some professional book nerds t-shirts, which you can get. So um, there's a post on our Instagram that you can just like and uh, you are entered automatically to win a free t-shirt from us. If you want to buy your own, you can go to shop.overdrive.com. They are 100% going towards the American Library Association and library charities. So um, we're not making any money off of it, but we sure do like seeing people wearing our t-shirts, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have mine that I ordered from our shop for our podcast is arriving tomorrow. So I'm excited. Nice. Um, but yeah, that I think is just about everything. So how many books did you? Um, two, three, four, five, six. I have eight. Okay, I think I have 10, but we're almost certainly going to overlap. So I can start. Yeah, you can go ahead and start. And then we'll just go back and forth. So the first one I have is called This Is My America by Kim Johnson. Um, So this is a young adult title that is, uh, it was blurbed by uh, Angie Thomas and Nick Stone, which is fabulous. Um, And it's being described as a You Give Meets Just Mercy um so it's a debut novel and it explores race racist injustice in the american justice system so very very poignant and on uh every week 17 year old tracy beaumont writes letters to innocent x innocence x asking the organization to help her father who is an innocent black man on death row after seven years tracy's running out of time 
Uh, her father only has 267 days left. And then the unthinkable happens. The police, the police arrive in the night and Tracy's older brother, Jamal, goes from being a bright, promising track star to a quote-unquote thug on the run accused of killing a white girl. Determined to save her brother, Tracy investigates what really happened between Jamal and Angela down the pike. But will Tracy and her family survive the uncovering of the skeletons of their Texas town's racist history that still haunt the present? So, again, um, Kim... I don't want to say like looked into the future because this is stuff that's been going on for a really long time, but my God, is this a poignant book to come out uh, in this current moment? So that's, this is my America by Kim Johnson. And it has an incredible cover. Um, so I'm going to start with, I don't know which one to start with. There's too many to pick from. Um, let's see. I'm going to start with somewhat also timely, just in a different way is um, survivor song by Paul Tremblay. So Paul Tremblay, we've talked about before because we love him on the podcast. He's, we have big fans here at Overdrive. Um, so this is um, about an insidious rabies-like virus that is spread by saliva. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> this is one of those lean into it books if you're, if you're like me. Um, but unlike rabies, this disease has a terrifyingly short incubation period of an hour or less. Those infected quickly lose their minds and are driven to bite and infect as many others as they can before they inevitably uh, succumb. So we got like like a zombie thing, but not zombies, but sort of like it. That sounds yeah. what it sounds like, right? Yeah, like it's, like medical, it's like medical zombies, yeah. But they're still alive, so that's fun. Um, so to try to limit its spread, the Commonwealth is under quarantine and curfew. Wow, that sounds like a really good idea, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> but society is breaking down and the government's emergency protocols are filtering. So um, Dr. Uh, Ramola Sherman is a soft-spoken pediatrician in her mid-30s and she receives a frantic phone call from Natalie, a friend who is eight months pregnant. Natalie's husband has been killed. He was attacked by an infected neighbor. Um, and in a failed attempt to save him, Natalie was also bitten. Her only chance of survival is to get to a hospital as quickly as possible to receive a rabies vaccine. And the clock is ticking for her and her unborn child. Her fight for life becomes a desperate odyssey as she and uh, the doctor make their way through a hostile landscape filled with dangers beyond their worst nightmares terrifying strange and sometimes deadly challenges that push them to the brink so yeah it's timely in a different way mm -hmm. and again if you're like me and like to lean into these things yeah yeah admittedly i put this on my list <laughs> knowing you would too but just to be safe because while it is a lean into the pandemic book which is a very jill book it's mm -hmm. also a paul tremblay book which is a very both of us book so i was like yeah. just to be safe just to be safe yeah yeah um i think you mentioned it, but yeah he wrote cabinet at the end of the world which was like just so good um, and head full of ghosts yeah and head full of ghosts yeah paul tremblay is phenomenal um big like you said big fans here both on the podcast and also at overdrive mm -hmm. uh my next one is called axioms end by lindsay ellis um so lindsay ellis is my favorite person on youtube uh, she is a video essayist. She has a extensive background in Broadway and film. And so what she does on YouTube is she will do these like 45 minutes to an hour long breakdowns of characters in television, characters in movies, characters on, in Broadway, and like where 
like what the history of like Les Mis or the Phantom of the Opera is and how Phantom of the Opera, even though we all love it, um, if you really look back to what it's based off of is whitewashed and they like they remove all of these characters of color and it's just, she's so interesting, but she's also hilarious in the way that she does it. Um, she is also the co-host of a podcast called Musical Splaining, where she takes one of her friends who hates Broadway and she takes him to a Broadway show and they talk about it before and after. And it's just very, very funny. Jill, you should listen to the one about cats because it's the, it's like the funniest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I saw she had a book coming out, I freaked out because Lindsay Ellis is phenomenal. So Axiom's End is basically an alternate history, like first contact adventure story that's set in the early 2000s. Um, it, she pitched it as Arrival meets the three body problem. Uh, so it's basically just there is a well-timed like leak that reveals that the US government might have had first contact with aliens. And then the main character, Cora, comes to discover that um, her family is actually involved in this huge cover up because the extraterrestrials have been on the earth for decades and decades. So it just sounds super interesting. I have no doubt that it's going to be both dark, informative, and hilarious because Lindsay Ellis, um, yeah, this is my official go listen to her podcast after our podcast and watch her stuff on YouTube because she's amazing. So that's Axiom's End by Lindsay Ellis. How did you mention it? I'm pretty sure I was supposed to see Cats this week when it was in Cleveland. I know. I'm very sad about that. Um, Cats is my favorite musical. One of them. It's up there. Sorry, not sorry, people. I know people have a lot of strong opinions about Cats. I don't care. So... (laughs) You can have your opinions. I do. Listen, I do have my opinion, but I... I, I don't care. Exactly. So um, my next one is Girl, Serpent, Thorn. Oh, man, we got to have so many crossovers. I'm sorry. I was worried about this one. I was worried about this one. Um, by uh, Melissa Barjadust. This is getting so much buzz on YA Twitter. Like, everybody is talking about this book. Um, so... There was, and there was not, as all stories begin, a princess cursed to be poisonous to the touch. But for Sayara, who has lived her life hidden away apart from her family, safe only in her gardens, it's not just a story. As the day of her twin's brother, twin brother's wedding approaches, my coffee is kicking in and I can't talk, Sayara so must decide if she's willing to step outside of the shadows for the first time. Below in the dungeon is a demon who holds knowledge that she craves, the answer to her freedom. And above is a young man who isn't afraid of her, whose eyes linger not with fear, but with an understanding of who she is beneath the poison. So, so, ah. Okay. She thought she knew her place in the world, but when her choices lead to consequences she never imagined, she begins to question who she is and who she is becoming, human or demon, princess or monster. It has a fabulous cover. Yeah, it does. It's so good. It's so many people are talking about this book. Um, I'm very excited for it. It is Girl, Serpent, Thorn. Yeah, I the cover is fantabulous. Um, this was one I was worried about. That that's it. I'm so. honestly starting looking at my list. I'm actually kind of worried about like, every book I picked. I think we're going to have some overlap here. Um, my next one is The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. Am I okay? Mm-hmm. You're All okay. Right. Continue. Whew, okay. As I was gonna say, so um, this has been blurbed by Tommy Orange, which is fantastic, and actually Paul Tremblay too. Speaking of, he's all over the podcast today. Uh, so P- 
people consider Stephen Graham Jones the Jordan Peele of horror literature. You can probably hear my dog in the background. Probably going to hear a second one here. Uh, so this seamlessly puts together classic horror and a dramatic narrative. So what it is, is four young American Indian men. It follows their path after this event from their youth, puts them in this like struggle for their lives. They're tracked by an entity from their culture that is trying to uh, basically murder them. And they're sort of helpless to pick up the pieces and, and figure out how to survive. So uh, it just sounds really, really fabulous. And I, this is the time of year where I start reading a lot of horror because weirdly fall is not that far away. So uh, The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. My next one is The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. Did you have this one? Of course I did. Look how oh, good God. it looks. I know. The, oh, yeah, the okay. cover. Well, also, like the yeah. also a really good cover. Also a really good cover. Okay. I'm just going to read like the little short thing because I feel like that's all you need to know, which is a young woman living in a rigid puritanical society discovers dark powers within herself in this stunning feminist fantasy debut. I mean, it sounds so, so, so good. It and sounds so good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, plus the cover, the just... cover is fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's good stuff. Um, I should probably talk a little bit more about it for our it, listeners. If you would like to. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, as I'm talking about this, I'm like, I've just told you this, but I didn't tell you what it was about. So in the lands of Bethel, where the prophet's word is law, Emmanuel Moore's very existence is blasphemy. Her mother's union with an outsider of a different race cast her once proud family into disgrace. So Emmanuel does her best to worship the father, follow holy protocol, and lead a life of submission, devotion, and absolute conformity, like all the other women in the settlement. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, but a mishap lures her into the forbidden dark wood surrounding Bethel, for the first prophet once chased and killed four powerful witches. Their spirits are still lurking there, and they bestow a gift on her, the journal of her dead mother, who Manuel is shocked to learn once sought sanctuary in the wood. Fascinated by the secrets in the diary, Emmanuel finds herself struggling to understand how her mother could have consorted with the witches. But when she begins to learn the grim truths about the church and its history, she realizes the true threat to Bethel is its own darkness. Good stuff right there. Mm -hmm. yeah it's i'm so i'm so excited for that one um my next one is wonderland by zoya stage yeah so, yeah mm -hmm. that one too on continue fire. go ahead <laughs> we're on fire today um okay so it's described as shirley jackson meets the shining so yes please speaking of did you watch shirley yet the movie no um, okay not yet. If people, for people who haven't, if you're for fans of Shirley Jackson, Mallory from uh, Reading Glasses tweeted about it over the weekend. And so I immediately, because anything that has to do with Shirley Jackson or horror that Mallory O'Meara recommends, I'm all about. So we watched it and it's fabulous. So if you're into Shirley Jackson and like kind of indie horror thriller type movies, Shirley is fabulous. Anyway, Wonderland is being described as Shirley Jackson meets The Shining. Um, so Zoya wrote Baby Teeth which was just everywhere when it first came out. Um, so after years of city life, Orla and Shaw Bennett are ready for the quiet of New York's Adirondack Mountains, or at least they think they are. Uh, they're settling into a perfect farmhouse with two children, and they're both charmed and unsettled by the expanse of their land, the privacy of their individual bedrooms, and the isolation of life a mile from any other neighbor. I think you can see where this is going. It's a super creepy haunted house book. 
and I couldn't be more excited for it. Anything that has a creepy haunted house in the woods sounds fabulous. So yeah, Wonderland by Zoya Stage. Um, I think I also have a creepy book set in a forest. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one, um, which is The Daughters of Foxcott Manor. Did you have this one? I didn't. I took it off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, England, 1970. On the one-year anniversary of the Harrington family's darkest night, their beautiful London home goes up in flames. Mrs. Harrington, the two children, and live-in nanny Rita locate to Foxcott Manor um, under the idea of recuperating there. But the creeping forest where lost things have a way of coming back, okay, I'm in, um, is not as restful as it seems. When 13-year-old Hera discovers a baby girl abandoned just beyond their garden gate, this tiniest, most wonder of secrets brings a much-needed sunlit peace until a visitor detonates the family's tenuous happiness. All too soon, a body lies dead in the woods. Forty years later, London-based Sylvie is an expert at looking the other way. It's how she stayed married to her unfaithful husband for more than 20 years, but she's turned over a new leaf, having left him for a fresh start. She buried her own origin story decades ago, never imagining her teenage daughter would have a shocking reason to dig the past up and to ask Sylvie to finally face the secrets that led her back to Foxcott Manor. Sounds so creepy, good. Creepy house in the, uh, in the woods there. Look, I'm, that's, that's one of those things I could talk about all the time. If you're like, so there's a house in the woods and it's creepy. I'm like, stop telling me anymore. I want to read that book. Yep. Uh, my next one is The Beauty and Breaking by Michelle Harper. Uh, this is nonfiction. It's a memoir. Uh, Michelle Harper is a female African-American emergency room profession um, in a profession that is overwhelmingly male and white. Uh, so they grew up in Washington, D.C. in a really abusive family. She went to Harvard, met her husband there. They stayed together through medical school. And then uh, when she was scheduled to join a staff in Philadelphia, uh, he told her basically he couldn't move with her. So her marriage ended. And then she kind of began her new life in this new city and a new job as a newly single woman. And again, she's female African-American in an emergency room. So she's had just a ton of stuff that she had to get through. So it just felt like a really, really timely story to be reading, especially right now when not only are so many people protesting in the Black Lives Matter movement, but there's also people who are either going to emergency rooms because of COVID and then the pandemic and everything that's going on. And then there's more people who are, you know, against that idea and are you know, trying to tell hospital workers that they're doing something wrong despite the fact that they're saving lives. So it just this feels like an amalgamation of all that coming together. And um, yeah, the beauty in breaking I'm really excited for this memoir. That's Michelle Harper. Okay, gonna lighten things up here a little bit. Um, <laughs> that was heavy. With the uh, Extraordinaries, did you put this on air? I'm assuming you sent it to me because you weren't putting it on. I air. put it. I put. I sent it to you because I wasn't gonna put it on. And okay. It was, yeah. Okay. So this is by T.J. Clune. Um, this just sounds so much fun. So Nick Bell, not extraordinary, or extraordinary. How do you pronounce it? I, I like say. Oh, you know what? I do both. I say I do both sometimes. Okay. Ordinary. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's one of those days. Um, but being the most popular fan fiction writer in the Extraordinaries fandom is a superpower, right? After a chance encounter with Shadow Star, Nova City's mightiest hero, 
and Nick's biggest crush, Nick sets out to make himself extraordinary, and he'll do it with or without the reluctant help of Seth Gray, Nick's best friend. So this is Rainbow Rowell's fangirl meets Marissa Meyer's Renegades, which is about all I need to know, because uh, I love both of those, and it just sounds like so fun and just delightful. And who doesn't love fan fiction stuff? Yeah, any book that says it's connected to Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell, I'm like, Jill should talk about this as opposed to me because yeah. it's absolutely there. Um, my next one is A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor by Hank Green. So Hank was on in episode 267, so like two years ago or so, and uh, the first book in the Carl's series was an absolutely remarkable thing. So first off, uh, kudos to Hank for having fun fun named books and the first one an absolutely remarkable thing is the first book in the carls series the carls are these giant robot type alien things that just show up one day all around the world and strange things happen when you touch them and they have these codes and puzzles that people are trying to solve collectively online and an an, an absolutely remarkable thing follows the story of these care of these few people uh, the main character being april may who were the first to discover a carl and they put it on youtube or the you know the the book's version of youtube and overnight they become a viral success or a viral you know hit and they become like the the leaders of the movement of trying to figure out what the carls are and i'm not going to give anything away because to tell you if you read the description of this book it will give away some of the things that happens at the end of the first book. So suffice to say, this is the second book in the series. Um, Hank Green is the brother of John Green. They do a ton of stuff online together. John Green is obviously John Green, if I have to describe who he is to you. Um, I don't know why you're listening to our podcast. Come on, you know who John Green is. Uh, but Hank is just a fabulous writer, and uh, I'm really excited for this. I didn't know it was coming out until I looked this up, so I got very excited. Um, so that's a beautifully foolish endeavor. Speaking of books I didn't know were coming out, um, I have His and Hers by Alice Feeney. Alice Feeney wrote um, Sometimes I Lie, which came out, um, I don't know, two or three years ago, maybe. And I've said this before, like I read a lot of um, suspense books and mysteries and thrillers. Um, There's a lot of people in uh, in our company who do. They've been on the podcast. We've talked about it. When we got an advanced copy of Sometimes I Lie, it was being passed around so quickly because people would read it in a, like a day. Um, and it was unlike anything that we'd read before and we were all stunned. So I'm very excited that Alice Feeney has a new one coming out. This is about um, a woman, she's murdered in Blacktown, which is a quintessentially British village. Um, and newsreader Anna Andrews is reluctant to cover the case. Detective Jack Harper is suspicious of her involvement, involvement until he becomes a suspect in his own murder investigation. Someone isn't telling the truth and some secrets are worth killing to keep. She just, Alice just has a really fantastic way of just surprising you um, with her thriller books. And yeah, I had no idea she had a new one coming out. So put this one on hold. Yeah, I, I saw that too. And I actually thought that I was like, wow, our office would be having a field day with this if we were in the office. If we were in the office. That's probably yeah. why I didn't hear about it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Honestly, we do. A lot of like people have asked us before, like, well, how do you know what books are coming out? And like, well, one, we obviously like look up stuff and, but 
we used to get tons and tons of books. You just walk around the office, and if someone had like a new box from you know, Harper Collins or Simon and Schuster, you'd look through and you'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know that person had a new book coming out." So yeah, I do miss that a lot. Yeah, um, I mean, and we can get advanced copies online. Digital advanced copies are a thing, but if you're not constantly checking it, uh-huh. you can easily miss them. Uh, which is probably how I missed this one. Yeah, also personal preference. I don't love, like we've been, when we talk to publishers about, and this is such a first world problem, so I apologize in advance. Like they'll ask us what type of advanced copy do we want? And just to be safe, I've been mostly saying digital. Mm-hmm. You can't really read digital advanced copies. They're usually like PDFs, which is a weird way to interact with a book. So I'm always like carrying around my laptop reading. Like, Oh, from, yeah, that's fair. Which is kind of strange, but again, Please, please, please. I understand. That's such a first world problem, guys. I, I totally, I, I acknowledge my my luck when it comes to that. Um, okay, I have one left because all the other ones are on our collective lists. Um, I have, I, that's fine. I have two because I ended up adding another one once I realized we had a lot of duplicates. So continue. Okay, yeah, no worries. Uh, mine is Trouble the Saints by Alea Don Johnson. Um, this is right up, I would imagine both of our alleys, it is the Night Circus meets the Underground Railroad um, in this timely and unsettling novel set against the darkly glamorous backdrop of New York City where an assassin falls in love and tries to fight her fate at the dawn of World War II. So a young woman from Harlem is drawn into the glittering world of Manhattan where she's hired to use her knives to strike fear among the most dangerous denizens. 10 years later, Phyllis LeBlanc has given up everything, not just her own past and Dev, the man she loved, but even her own dreams. Still, the ghosts from her past are always by her side and history has appeared in her doorstep to threaten the people she keeps in her heart. And so Phyllis will have to make a harrowing choice before it's too late. Is there ever enough blood in the world to wash clean generations of injustice? I'm so in on this. It is both magic and there's a love story and there's things about like racial fault lines um it just sounds fabulous i can't wait that's trouble the saints by alaya don johnson okay so i have two more left um my next one is intimations by zadie smith who i love wait what how did this i don't know i don't know how you missed this one um it is six essays so it's it's uh, a collection of essays that from my understanding were written during the early months of lockdown so she started writing these, yeah, um, and it sort of explores ideas and questions prompted by this unprecedented situation. What does it mean to submit to a new reality or to resist it? How do we compare relative sufferings? What is the relationship between time and work and our isolation? What do other people mean to us? So if you know Zadie Smith, she is a tremendous writer. I love everything she writes. And... Um, you know, knowing that she wrote this kind of very, um, at the beginning, so very like fresh, um, raw perspective of, of what was happening and continues to happen. And she will donate her royalties from the sale to charity. Oh, hell yeah. You go Zadie. That's awesome. Go Zadie. So my last one, um, again, it's a little lighter. This is One to Watch by Kate Stamen London. This is about a reality TV show, like a bachelorette type TV show. Um, and it follows B. She's a plus size fashion blogger who is obsessed with this TV show, but she's sick and tired of the fact that there's no body diversity on the show. 
And then they come calling and ask if she wants to be the next Bachelorette on this show, um, Main Squeeze. And she decides to go on, but she doesn't, you know, she tells herself she's not going to actually fall in love. She's going to use this as a chance to like build her brand (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, subvert harmful um, beauty standards, which I'm all about. But of course, we know that's not what's going to happen because (laughs) it's a romance. So... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she might do those things. She'll probably build her brand, but the whole like not falling in love thing is probably uh, unlikely. Um, <laughs> that's a, wow, the way you said that is so funny. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, um, right. So what's funny about this is that I watched, uh, oh my God, what was that? My brain stopped. What was that TV show? Like the the one with the people in the pods that everybody was Or blind, Love is Blind or something? Thank you. I was like all about Love is Blind and our whole team was that was like a big topic of conversation <laughs> it was so i was all about love is blind and i remember going on twitter um and you know putting out a query to book twitter if there have been any books about reality dating shows and um the the social person um from the publisher uh, penguin random house alerted me to this book and like a couple uh, like right around that time that I went to midwinter and um, they had copies. I was very excited to be able to get a copy of this book. So yeah, that's one to watch. Uh, Cause I was like, it's a plus size bachelorette. It's not just reality TV yeah. show. It's plus size. Uh, yeah. That's Was that Sophie who you're talking to? Yes. Sophie. She, yeah, yeah. Sophie. She... Sophie was like, yes, this is one that is coming out. <laughs> and then, yeah. So a week or two later, I'm, I'm there, and I was like, oh, you have... Actually, I think I went to Hugo. I was like, do you have any copies? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss Hugo. I wish everyone on the podcast could meet Hugo from Penguin Random House. We love, like, all the people we work with. He's just, like, the most... He and I had an hour and a half long Zoom date a couple weeks ago, just... And I thought he needed something, and he just wanted to just to say hey, and it, like, made my entire year. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be emailing him now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I thought he needed something. He's like, nah, I just think I catch up. So yeah, you can, you could send him an email and ask him why he didn't send you one of those. I am. I'm gonna exactly say that. <laughs> um, I do on a, on a little bit of a more serious note. So those are all of our July books that Jill and I have picked. Um, on a little bit of a more serious note, if you're looking for some nonfiction content that you can actually both fiction and nonfiction, if you're looking for some books that are in line with what's going on with the social justice movement and Black Lives Matter and everything. Uh, Overdrive has a really awesome program going on called Black Lives Matter Community Read. Uh, So if you go to blogs.overdrive.com, you can see the blogs that Jill is diligently writing and updating about every single one of these. But the way that it's working is every week or so, we are making an additional title available for a few weeks that are simultaneous use. Uh, there's, so there's no wait list, no holds or anything. And so right now, as we speak, if you go to your library's website, or if you go to Libby, uh, you'll see a couple different titles. One is the new Jim Crow mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness. Um, that is the audiobook that's available for simultaneous use. I know Jill has talked about this book a whole bunch. I'm actually listening to it right now for the first time, which I am ashamed to say, but never too late. Um, it's a really, really important book about just the history of Uh, racial profiling and how the justice system has been basically created from scratch from the beginning to target African Americans and how it's just always been a way to prevent them from being able to 
be a part of our society and thrive in our society. Society. So from Monday, June 15th, which was a week or a week and a half ago at this point, through July 15th, you can get that book as an audio book for simultaneous use. Uh, starting this week through July 19th, The Hate You Give is available as both an ebook and an audio book for simultaneous use. That's by Andrew Thomas. That's obviously young adult fiction. I'm not going to explain what that one's about because it's literally been everywhere for like, I don't know, three years at this point. Um, from June 22nd, which is earlier this week through July 12th, you can get the ebook of Leila Saad's Me and White Supremacy, trying to set up a, uh, a live event under Zoom with her, um, hopefully for next week. She's, uh, as you may expect, if you're uh, familiar with the book world, she's uh, in high demand right now. Uh, she's all over the place, but Me and White Supremacy is just like, a, if you didn't hear the podcast where we did an, an, I did an interview with her, that one is a 28-day program where you kind of have an introspective conversation with yourself and examine all the things you do as, as a white person to maybe you're not even realizing the things that you're doing that are racist or the ways that you can help change the world and become a good ancestor and just be more aware of your surroundings and your place in the world. And then coming up soon is, so you want to talk about race by Ijiyama Olu. Uh, I don't know the, I'm trying to see, I don't think you have the dates on that one. Just I don't, that. I don't remember okay. if they have the dates yet. Yeah, um, the, but that one will be coming soon as well. And that is a guide for readers of all races to discuss subjects from intersection, intersectionality and affirmative action to model minorities and, and all sorts of stuff. So this is something that Overdrive has made available to our library partners at no cost. Uh, it's just a way we're really, really fortunate that our CEO and our executives and our entire team feel very strongly in making sure we can provide as much educational content as possible. A lot of these books are not only in high demand from libraries, but they're basically unavailable if you're trying to find the physical copies, um, whether it's at bookshop.org or anywhere else you'll be purchasing content online. So um, yeah, just go on Libby and uh, look up these titles. And yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we gave that a call out because uh, the overdrive teams are working really, really hard to make sure that content's available. Yep. That pretty. I, I know you wrote this, so did I kind of miss anything on that? No, I, I think that's everything. Um, okay. Yeah. And hopefully we'll, we'll continue to add some more content. Again, full disclosure, overdrive is kind of covering the cost of a lot of this and it's not inexpensive. So I'm hoping we can keep it going, but um, you know, as only so much we can do, but it's been really, really great to see publishers stepping up and saying, how can we help make this content available? So that's all been awesome to see. So, um, I think that's everything. I think so. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed all of our July books. Go check out the Black Lives Matter Community Roots program and get excited because Monday we have Connie Schultz on the podcast, which is delightful. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.